Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord, Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast, Kingdom Shift, and this is Jack Urban from Akron, Ohio, and we're delighted to be bringing this podcast today. What I want to encourage you to uh, take some time and listen today, whenever you get to this podcast. Uh, been writing my fourth book. It's called Kingdom Awakening, The Apocalypse of Jesus and His Ecclesia. And so a long title, but uh, basically it's talking about an awakening that's going to be happening all over the world as many of the prophets have been prophesying and many pastors have been talking about. A great last day revival. And uh, one of the keys to seeing a kingdom awakening, and that's an awakening where people are functioning in their kingdom assignments and the place God's ordained as ecclesia. And we won't go into all of that today, but as I was writing this, my book, I think it's the third chapter, called Intimacy with a King. And uh, if you want to get that book, just email me or text me your email address. I'll show you how to get it. I have a, a author page on uh, Amazon, you can get it, go there and get it. It'll be probably be out April or May at the latest. But anyway, uh, one of the things the Lord dealt me about in this intimacy with the king was being able to come into the chamber of the king. You know, if you've ever heard the phrase Chamberlain, when Queen Esther was brought before the presence of the king, he sent his seven chamberlains. They're most likely eunuchs who were dedicated to the service of the king. And the only people that could go into the chamber of the king were those the Lord had invited and those that the chamberlains would actually let in because they had vowed their life to protection of the king. And the chamber of the king is accessible by the blood of Jesus. We can enter into the Holy of Holies. But in Song of Solomon, you really see a beautiful picture of being in the chamber of the king, the private place of the king. You're not just in the gates of the king. You're not in the outer courts. You're not just waving up at him at the balcony as he's standing out saluting his citizens, but you're actually in the very presence of the king in his chamber. And if you read the Song of Solomon, it starts in verse 1, the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's, and it says there's a little phrase in King James, it has a phrase in there, it's not part of the word, it's just a description. In the chambers of the king. And verse 2 says, Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for thy love is better than wine. And it's talking about intimacy with the king. You want to have kingdom awakening. You want to understand kingdom assignment. You want to function in the kingdom, not just in a church setting. Everything is going to start with intimacy with the king. As we were sharing in the river just a few nights ago, that Intimacy with the king begins to bring identity in the king. When you learn to come into the presence of the Lord, your focus is strictly on him. 
he will begin to show you who he is and who you are becoming. And he begins to declare unto you that kiss from his mouth is a picture of worship in the king, intimate worship. It's him alone. When you're in the chambers of the king, it's you and him alone. There's no one else there. There's no people there. There's no distraction. That's what worship should be. You know, I hope in our church services, we take time on our corporate gatherings to spend time in being alone with the king, even as we're gathered, say there's 10, 12, or 5,000. Stop and spend time in the presence of the king. No activity, but just being able to be with him. The Lord is drawing us to be close to him, to be intimate with him. And one of the outstanding scriptures in this chapter 1 of Song of Solomon's, and I'm going to read it to you. It's, it's when he's talking to his bride, his lover, and she's having a conversation and she's describing herself. Man, there's some real truth in this. She says in verse 5, this is the bride talking to the groom, talking to Jesus. She says, I am black, but comely, O ye daughters of Jerusalem, as the tents of Kedar, as the curtains of Solomon. Look not upon me, because I am black, because the sun hath looked upon me. My mother's children were angry with me, and they made me the keeper of the vineyards. But my own vineyard have I not kept. You see, her identity outside the king was marred. She declared herself black. Now, this is not talking about race black, but it's, it's talking about she had been out in the sun. She wasn't fair or beautiful. And she was saying, not like the daughters of Jerusalem. Her sisters around her were all white, lily white. And she had a suntan because she had to work in their vineyards and she neglected her own vineyard. Now you got to stop and listen to this. Many of you that are listening to this have been operating in your ministry for everybody else. Now I'm not talking about being a servant. I'm talking about you've been a place where that was all about other people in a negative sense. You see, you've been working their vineyards, but you never really realized you had your own vineyard. That's what's wrong with the church in America is that we try to, as pastors and leaders, to have people work in our vineyard, and we don't teach them how to work in their vineyard. And we all need partners to help us in our vineyards, but you have a vineyard. And she was suntanned because she was working in her sister's vineyard. It says vineyards, not vineyards. So they all took advantage of her and let her develop their lives while hers was neglected. Now listen to me. When she began to be drawn to the king, she began to understand her identity. She began to understand her vineyard. She began to really come into an understanding that Man, I can, when I worship the Lord, he's speaking to me and he's talking to me. And if you read the rest of this chapter, she 
She gets to hear what the groom has to say about her. And it's beautiful. Down in verse number 15, it says, Behold, this is the groom talking to the bride. And she says, Behold, you are beautiful, my love. Behold, you are beautiful. You have dove eyes. He's describing to her in his relationship with her who she is, her identity. And when you begin to focus on the king, when you begin to spend time in the chamber with the king that only he can invite you into, which he's done through the blood of Jesus and the cross of Jesus, he begins to declare who you are. You might not feel that. You might feel uncomely. You might feel black. Not black. I'm not talking about race. You might feel unworthy. You might feel like you don't have fair skin. How could he love me? But see, that's the nature of who he is. He loves us in that even when we are sinners. You know, Romans 5, 8. And as we begin to spend time with the king in intimacy, we begin to really come to know our identity, which is not based on our performance, it's based on our relationship with Jesus as his bride. It's our birthright. You were born into his kingdom. You don't come into his kingdom because you're good and great. You come into his kingdom because he's good and great. And he begins to draw you and he begins to transform you. And the whole picture, and I'll have this in my book in chapter 3, the whole picture of the bride is really beautifully portrayed in these seven chapters in the Song of Solomon. As we see, the story starts with being in the king's chamber. Then it goes to the valley, the lily of the valley, the rose of Sharon, which is a picture of humility and the cross. And then chapter 3 begins to talk about the search of the king. And then chapter 4 deals with the offer of the king's love. And then chapter 5 talks about the the time of separation when the Lord might hide where we're seeking him. And then chapter 6 deals with the search for the king. And then finally in chapter 7, we see the transformation of the bride. I'll go into more details in my book, but Jesus wants to transform us. And everything about this transformation starts in intimacy with the king. I'm starting to write a song. I don't have it done yet. Maybe next time I'll play it. But it's called In the Chamber of the King. And I believe the Lord is speaking to us to come in with him and him alone. You know, in all the conflict and the anxiety and all of the confusion about what's going on in political and religious circles. We cannot miss spending time with the Lord, with him alone, in the chamber of the king. You know, I'm learning my older age to, uh, that's where the rubber meets the road. That's where you get revelation. That's where you you begin to get security because you, 